Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. Between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Central tonight, I'm going to be going on to Proverbs Guys show, and I'm going to be having a discussion, perhaps even a debate, with a flat earther, maybe a few flat earthers at the same time. Could be one. Not really sure at this point. I just know there's going to be someone. That's what the topic's going to be about. Also, yesterday I was uh, in a live show with a bunch of extremely popular Christians, and also there was some atheists that came in, such as Nitty and a guy named Mark Reed, and we had a discussion about many different topics. It was actually very mentally stimulating, very interesting. So you guys might want to check that out if you check out my community section. Anytime that I do a live show with someone else or my own live shows, I put them in a playlist so people can easily find them. And I may put a link out for everybody. And of course, don't forget to check out my international radio station where you can hear exclusive uh, audio as well as video. That's right. If you've got the right kind of technology, you can actually watch my video on the radio. So it's not true what they say. Video did not kill the radio. Video just became a part of it. Amen. So I've been noticing a lot on the internet, especially as technology continues to advance. There's more and more atheists who are claiming to have out-of-body experiences. There's atheists who are claiming to have been officially dead, and um, doctors have stated that their brain was not showing any kind of signal, no frequency, uh, no movement whatsoever. But somehow these atheists are claiming that they have actually seen the afterlife. Some of them claim that they've interacted with God. Some of them say that they have seen the outside of heaven. Some of them actually believe they were in heaven. Other atheists are claiming that they've seen hell. Um, there are atheists who are claiming to have seen dead family members who talk to them. Um, and some of these atheists have really, really interesting stories, especially the woman that I have on the screen right now who says that for 30-something years she was an atheist, a full-fledged one. And she admits that the reason why she was an atheist was not primarily for scientific reasons, but because of major tragedies that happened in their life. I notice uh, a majority of atheists who do share their, what I call, testimonials. They all come from either an abusive past and it's the same with homosexuals as well as, as well as transgenders, where the person feels like they're a victim of society, a victim of life. They've been abused by people that they love or care about. And then they have a hard time believing that there's a loving God out there that has a purpose for their life. Some of these atheists, as well as homosexuals and people have been victimized and made to suffer, and some of them even according to their stories, sound as if they were already, that they were tortured. So it's easy to understand why I think, at least from my perspective, why someone would have a hard time believing that. I too had a 
abusive uh, childhood. I had people who took advantage of me. They manipulated me. I had people who physically hurt me. I had people who sexually abused me. Um, and none of this happened inside of a church, but it happened by family members or people that I trusted. So I understand what it's like to be sitting in the darkness alone, crying out to God and saying, if there is something up there, where are you? What's happening? In this young lady's case, whenever she was a young girl, she was going through a lot of abuse. Her parents were addicted to drugs. And then one day, while she was still in the home, they decided that they were going to kill each other. Her parents, they committed suicide together. And the young girl basically quite some time passed before someone found the baby or not the baby, but the little girl and ended up doing, you'd have to watch the video yourself to get the full story. Obviously she was a young girl. She was aware and conscious of what was going on. I don't know the full details about how exactly she was found. But what I do know is that after this happened, unfortunately, sometimes children will do the things that their parents did that were very destructive. And she decided later on in her life that her, because of what happened, she was convinced that her existence had no value, that there was no fate, no destiny. And she too ended up getting on drugs and repeatedly tried to overdose or kill herself. Her story is very, very tragic. She puts up a lot of imagery of fights that she got into. She had a very difficult time and challenging time in relationships. She then ends up meeting a guy that she really likes and cares about. And that guy, unfortunately, is a drug addict and ends up dying, overdosing from it. And she then finds herself alone again. It's one of the most tragic, sad stories that there ever was. And I've heard it so many times. I've heard so many stories about things that atheists and non-believers and homosexuals have went through. And I genuinely and sincerely feel bad for them. But of course, in her testimony, her story doesn't end. Eventually, inevitably, the drugs get to her. And she ends up finding herself on the cold kitchen floor where she believes that she's going to die her eyes close she goes into darkness and the next thing she knows is she perceives herself floating in space and she's entering some giant void filled with light now usually when we envision the concept of a void a void is something without space or time absolute emptiness well for her she believed the closer she got to the void, the more light illuminated her. And she said for the first time in her life, she actually felt complete. She actually felt joy and peace. She could actually um, experience blissful feelings as she was moving towards us. She said that whenever she started um, running into people that she was related to, people that she loved that died, it actually made her very angry. It upset her because she was realizing as she was 
having these conversations with people that she loved and she was seeing all these celestial bodies and what she interpreted as God and angels and all that, she became angry with herself. She became angry because she had completely convinced herself that there was no God. Um, and there she was. She found herself in a pretty epic experience standing before God. And also she was seeing that her loved ones were not gone, that their existence continued on. But the story gets really, really unusual because she asked the question that a lot of atheists have wanted to ask God. If God were real, a lot of atheists said that they would want to ask God, why did you allow me to go through the pain and suffering that I did? Why did I have to put up with the suicides? Why did I have to hurt? Why did I get beat up by people? Why did I get abused? Interestingly enough, the image, that the manifestation that she believed to be God told her that this was the existence that she chose and gave her a vision of herself inside of what appeared to be like a grocery store where she was walking between an aisle and on each side of the aisle there were these products, and each one of them claimed the life that you could choose. Basically, the young lady believed in something called pre-existence, or at least she was being told this in her vision, that she actually chose the life that she could be in. And she was also told that she would have to return to her existence, that she only had two choices, either let the body that she was in die completely, but she would have to go back to Earth and exist as another young girl or be the girl that she, or the woman that she had become and that there were many, many other things to come for her that she would learn from her experience and also do in her life. And one of the things was is that she was supposed to go through a bunch of stuff and then one day become an incredible teacher and a voice that would speak out to give strength and power to other girls and boys who had been abused or went through pain. But she wasn't wanting to return. She said the place was so beautiful and there was so much joy that she simply didn't want to return. And also she was in the arms of her loving family and the people that she cared about and all the friends that she lost. So she wasn't wanting to return to earth but she was told she had to choose. So she chose to come back. She got an opportunity, according to her own story, to see the little girl that she could be born to be, or she could try to fix the life of the girl that she just recently died and became the soul. I've been noticing more and more on the internet, there are more atheists who are open to the idea of concepts such as the simulation. I've heard more and more atheists declare that they've seen visions, that they've seen God, um, but they don't know if they actually seen God. They argue to themselves saying, maybe I was mentally ill, maybe it was the drugs I was on, maybe it was this, maybe it was that. And it's kind of tough because Christians usually believe 
when you're at your most vulnerable state in life, that's usually when God feels that you are ready for him or that he's necessary. And I know some non-believers don't like that. They say, why does God wait until you're vulnerable for? Well, if you'll notice, when you're interacting with human beings or people, usually if you feel pretty confident about where you are in your position, no person or thing can convince you otherwise. When you're feeling arrogant and you're feeling confident about something, it's usually a lot more challenging to be able to get through to a person. And even if you do convince somebody while they're in that state of confidence and arrogance, uh, they may just simply argue their way out of it. But if you find yourself at the bottom of the barrel, if you find yourself in a position where you feel like everything's impossible, that only by a damn miracle will you be able to survive or get out of it, then it makes it more significant to you. It makes it more relevant. Not that God's letting you get punk darn or be darn or abused so you could learn some valuable lesson in the process, but sometimes in order to strengthen our character, in order to gain wisdom, we do suffer. We go through a lot of pain and everybody's got their own perspective or their own level of pain. What might seem painful to another person may seem like nothing compared to what another person is going through. As much abuse and pain as I've went through, I can imagine that there are thousands of people all around the world who are going through a hundred times worse than I could possibly imagine. And strangely enough, a lot of those people, whenever you hear about their lives and you hear about the hell that they went through, they seem to still have a smile on their face and they still seem to feel joy because for them, there is hope, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know if it's because technology's become more advanced. I don't know if it's because people now have more ability to express themselves and technology's become so simple that anybody and everybody, now that they have a story or that they've seen things or experienced things, are able to talk about it. But I do notice that there is many, many more atheists who are having out-of-body experiences, who are seeing ghosts, who are seeing that their life isn't just chemistry, that there's more to it, and there's more beyond the plane of reality than they could ever comprehend. And I think that that's it's fantastic. I think it's incredible. I think a lot of atheists are also noticing the signs. Um, and there's that. A lot more, I don't know how many of you are noticing out there, but it even appears as though many atheists are not so judgmental or condemning a theism anymore. Some of them seem more open-minded and even more sincere on looking for answers as opposed to just spitting on everything and throwing it all away or just reverting to what you think is stupid kind of bullshit. So that's good. It's good. I feel like a, a lot of these people are, are coming around. A lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And it seems to be getting more and more expansive and great as time goes by. What do you all think? Now remember, 
between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m., I'm going to be doing a show with Proverbs Guy, and there's probably going to be a few other really cool people. And on Friday, 7 p.m. Central, I'll be doing my own show. You, uh, As long as my health continues to do well and I feel better, I will try to attend other people's podcasts and shows. Um, if Proverbs Guy keeps doing a good job like he's been doing on hosting, as well as TTOR, you can be assured that I'll be more than happy to be involved with that. I really enjoy their presence, and I really think they do a great job at hosting. All right, God bless everyone.